selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Celebrity Book Club. that knocking at the door it's all your friends you filthy whore your husband's gone and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill it's hollywood it's books it's gossip i'm shook it's memoirs it's martinis it's studio 54 it's celebrity book club come read it while it's hot celebrity book club tell your secrets we won't talk celebrity book club no boys are allowed celebrity book club Club. Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo. Hey, hey best, best friend. friend! Oh my god! Oh my god! Lily Murata. Stephen Phillips Horse. What a distinctive, politically relevant pleasure to see you on this fine day I in am New York City. Grateful to see you today for many reasons. Never been more grateful to be alive. You know what I mean? Today was the type of Monday. Yeah. Although you what it's sunny. You said, I'm going to take this life. You said, life is full of beautiful things in a way. And we, and it's our job to just sit back and appreciate them for a second. Well, okay. We have to talk about the book we're talking about. But I think we should maybe... Mention some huge news. Some huge news. Which is that for the very second time in... In Celebrity, <laughs> Celebrity Book, Club, Book Club history... History. We have a, a guest. guest. And not just any guest. No, 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 no. We have a... Celebrated writer. Celebrated authoress. Celebrated liver of life. Celebrated person about town, New Yorker. Yes. Fashion icon. Not true. It girl, it woman. No fashion. Um, savant. Savant. Yeah. We, of course, we were talking about none other than author of How to Murder Your Life, which is a book. Heard of it. And of the gorgeous Patreon-only column... Beauty Shambles. Ladies and gentlemen... Cat Marnell! Yay, here I am. <laughs> Hi, Cat. Hi, Cat. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us on this pod. We are Thank you. so thrilled. <laughs> Blessed in the most Catholic way. The book is, of course... Beautiful Things. Beautiful Things, a memoir by Hunter, Hunter Biden. Biden. You may know him as the son of the sitting U.S. president, famous crack addict. You may know him flanderer. as... You may know him as a chairman consultant for Amtrak. Yes, he was on the board of directors for Amtrak, also on the board of a somewhat well-known Ukrainian natural gas company called Burisma. Burisma. <laughs> uh, okay, I just have to say, like... We so we've read a bunch of celebrity members for this podcast, and mm -hmm. a lot of them, um, they're like maybe not someone who needed to write a memoir. Abs yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. And I would say 
Hunter, like, literally is the son of a president, literally has just, like, insane drug addiction, almost brought down a presidential campaign. Had crazy just tragedy. I, I feel like I'm, like, it's kind of refreshing to read a book that is so actually <laughs> full of real content. Like, we just read Tan France's book, who has a whole chapter devoted to mouthwash. It's like, this is someone who actually has lived... A life. Nine lives. Yeah. And maybe it's just because we're so like dumbass celebrity memoir pilled, but I kind of loved this book. I totally enjoyed it. I mean, I found him very annoying sometimes. Yeah. For sure. Especially as, yeah. a, as a man. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's a child. But yeah. I yeah. enjoyed this book and I actually like didn't want it to end. It's kind of like a beach read almost. I mean, yeah. The font it, is big. It's very conversational. It goes, it goes quickly. Oh yeah, it definitely goes quickly. I couldn't put it down too. No, I was like, you keep thinking he's going to kind of waste your time. But no, he, he really gets right into it. I mean, you know, your description of him as a child, I think is quite accurate. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he was forged in trauma, as he says. Well, right. There's always the saying that you stop like maturing at whatever, like the most traumatic moment in your life. So the, it was a car accident that famously killed his mom, who he keeps his calling mommy. mommy throughout the book, which is another thing that definitely makes him feel like a Little bit of a boy, child. Yes. So he calls Jill Biden mother. And then he or calls mom. and then his OG mom who died in a car accident with his younger sister, her older sister at the time, uh, he calls her mommy. And then him and Bo were in the back seat, and they woke up in the hospital bed together holding hands, and they were inseparable. Ever and since. Ever since, until, of course, Bo later died of brain cancer. Yes, so the book opens really with, with Bo's death, right? Isn't yeah. That- yeah. And it's interesting because I was thinking about how things were arranged, you know, and in any other circumstances, you'd really be like, this is a little manipulative. But it's like... The fact is, with Hunter Biden, it's because there is so much tragedy. You just can't say that something is manipulative. You were saying if it was someone else, you'd feel manipulated because you're like, oh, you're giving, you know, right. of course, now I have to pay attention because yeah. you're stacking. But there is so much bow at the top. And then later there's none because then he goes straight into he, Hunter Biden knows what we want, obviously, yeah. right. and the publishers know. But it, at first it's like, OK, OK, you're waiting for him to get to the bad behavior. But it isn't. I mean, Books are manipulative. I've written an attic memoir. You do want to make yourself look good, but it doesn't take the, the reality away from what Because you're basically to. saying that it's the like, you know, he endears himself to us, A, at the beginning by showing that he has this great love for his brother. B, he implies that it's like there is this incredible tragedy and trauma that he's facing, which is why he was compelled to go down the road towards his so-called bad behavior later on. So it's like he's sort of setting it up for you to feel a ton of sympathy for him before you see him start to, like, you know, destroy yeah, his marriage course. or be an asshole. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's such a classic, like, I have this book on screenwriting mm, for us. Uh, how to save the cat yeah, or whatever. it's called um, <laughs> Sa- Save the Cat. Yeah. And it's like, you're supposed to show the protagonist doing something, like, really morally good in, the in, like, the first scene of the movie, like, aka saving some poor cat from, like, falling out a window or something. And so that's what endears them to the audience and then you know for the rest of the movie they're like okay well I care about this person because they saved a cat you're signaling you're a virtuous right like I was absolutely tears I feel like in the first few chapters so then by the time when he's like drinking vodka watching Game of Thrones (laughs) you're like okay well I'm on board and it wasn't the vodka it was the Game of Thrones that threw me off (laughs) I know to me that was the most despicable of his behavior was watching Game of Thrones on a laptop in the garage in the car while he's downing a liter of vodka laptop streaming based even in hotels he's like so then i streamed on my laptop he's a modern dude yeah yeah do you when you cat when you go to a laptop are you hitting up the tv i don't watch tv on the you mean when you go to a hotel yeah if you're like going to you said you go to a laptop sorry when you go to a hotel (laughs) you have your laptop would you throw on the hotel tv or would you pull out your laptop i mean it depends if i want to watch some basketball i'll put on the tv wow i watch I watch TMZ on my computer. <laughs> that's, that's basically all I watch. Which I think is a classic show you only watch on a TV. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like, can't believe you seek that out because it seems to like something that's just on. But you're like, I need to know. Like, Oh, I watch it every single day. Wait, that's oh, fabulous. I, so they're still doing like just shots of like people walking out of restaurants? They're not doing the chase anymore. Okay. They're not doing anything uninvited. Right. post Britney. Um, they're, they're setting kind of, things yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're more just like storytelling. They're in the courthouses. They pay off a lot of people. They give a lot of money to get their stories. You know, that's how they get things like Michael Jackson's death. And, you know, they're in the coroner's office. They're everywhere. Wow. Okay. So it's actually kind of more investigative research now and not just literally shots of people walking in and out of cars. Harvey Levin was a law professor at University of Chicago. You know, he's a real deal. Okay, wait. Can I 
Well, do you think that he is closeted? He's open. He's out. Okay. Oh. So then, so that the answer would be no. Yeah. Are we talking about Harvey Levin? So, yeah. The guy, open. the TMZ guy. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. But he, he'll talk extensively about um, his time in the closet. And he oh, was okay. in that horrible place where he thought he was going to lose his career, you know, so he's out. I am. I'm, my TMZ knowledge is no. like stuck in like 2008 I, where I'm just being like, oh, that guy's totally closeted. <laughs> Speaking to that, Hunter Biden, <laughs> I was disappointed because I heard that he wrote, bought an apartment here on Canal Street, um, not far from where I live uh, in Tribeca. But now he's in California. Yeah. So that Venice. was, I don't know if we're allowed to say, so that was in fact a hoax. And the reason our producer is laughing oh, right now is because her boyfriend is the architect of that hoax. And he is a notorious internet <laughs> prankster who creates elaborate, like photoshopped memes and tries to get people to fall for them. Wait, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that that was so glamorous because Hunter Biden has a true eye for glamour. Like he's a glamorous guy. Yeah. But I so true. Like, I mean, he's and not always in the good ways. Like the best way to read this book, like what he wants what, or should want is for someone to say to buy it at Hudson News at the airport. And then they don't buy Internet on the airplane. Mm. They only read the book and they absorb what he's saying. And then they don't go on the Internet to look up all the Daily Mail and everything after. Like, then they get their luggage. They're like, oh, that was that book is done. And now I have this good impression of him. But I'm not, you know, when you go and you look online, you're like, oh, the Gucci jacket that he was like harassing someone to get back to him. And, you know, he mentions his Porsche once. And I'm like, little things like that. You're like, oh, he's a bit shallow. Right, this reminds, he, can I read this one passage where he's listing all the hotels he's staying at in L.A. when he's during this, this yeah. is like 2018, I want to say. And he's on like one of his more deeper, darker, epic, long crack binges. Um, and he's just doing a ton of crack at different hotels in L.A. He's having this endless stream of just like dealers and prostitutes and junkies and hangers and their on. Girlfriends. And their girlfriends and everyone's coming in and out of the hotel room all the time and like charging shit and to his this, card. Sorry, when he was like, I was hanging out only with Samoan rappers. Yes. So okay. <laughs> this like posse of Samoan yeah. rappers. He's like, so I left the chateau the first time for an Airbnb in Malibu. When I couldn't reserve for longer than a week, I returned to West Hollywood in the Jeremy Hotel. Then there were stays at the Sunset Tower, 60 Beverly Hills, and the Hollywood Roosevelt. Then another Airbnb in Malibu, and an Airbnb in the Hollywood Hills. Then back to the Chateau. Then the Nomad Downtown, the Standard on Sunset. A return to the 60, a return to Malibu, dot, dot, dot. I'm like, okay. I mean, he's Lindsay Lohan. You right. are Lohan. He's, like, it's it's fab. he's Lohan, most- he's spray tanned, he's like gaunt and driving around i don't like that drug driving it makes me live it i don't care who the fuck you are tiger woods hunter biden like get a town car no that, i don't get a driver the, it's so crazy that he's confusion. not ubering everywhere because it's just like you literally could just get a driver yeah i mean you're rich enough to just have a full-time driver but it's just like he's if you're always- gonna be an addict you need to do no harm you know otherwise people right. are gonna come for you like he harms these women in his life and then he also puts people at risk with dri- being behind the wheel driving on crack and stuff. I don't like that. It's fucked up. He needs to change. Well, the... the, He's always driving I mean, the part where he almost gets in the car accident and he flips over the medium while he's driving to Sedona and then, like, somehow... Like, and he says, die. right, he's like, oh, yeah, and everyone, like, didn't think it was a big deal from the police to just, like, the AAA guys. Well, I don't think they yeah. knew. He didn't tell them the full story. Well, no, I know, but when they saw him, they weren't just like, damn, they're like, okay, yeah, it happens. I don't drive, but I think there's probably, I see people drive, and it's euphoric. You play the music, you're speeding, he's on amphetamine or whatever it yeah. is, right. whatever crack is. No, getting in the back of an Uber is not... <laughs> yeah. Is not a rush. Those are really beautiful passages in some ways. I thought that was the most in touch with who he really was. When he's talking about his dr- the drug use Being of what in the feels desert, like to do crack. Yeah. The eagle or the owl that chases oh, that, oh, him. The hallucination. Oh. And, but also like this big owl swoops down and guides him. He doesn't know if it's hallucination or not. He's like in the desert. He's running from going to rehab. And that's like, it was such a, a, an American It beauty. felt like a, a Lana Del Rey video. Like, yeah, yeah, it was like, we are, we are in Death, the desert. There's a, there's a massive bird coming like to save me mm-hmm. as I'm driving my old, like, is he in a Porsche or Bentley or Camaro it's like a or Jeep. something? He like rents like 70 different cars that he's always like leaving at an airport and then like smoking crack for three days at the airport and then like getting in another car. Yeah. So he doesn't take the flight. But right, that owl that guides him with its weight. So he's like, 
on such a like scary movie drive where you're on the cliff and it's the owl that guides him not to like drive over the cliff and he gets there and then his, and he was like oh, I want to tell my friend about this owl and like they just did not give a shit. They were just like, we're actually really over your bullshit, Hunter. We don't care about the owl or the car crash or whatever. Like, you're an insane addict and you need to just shut up and, like, go to this rehab facility. You're, like, 18. Because drug addicts, yeah, they're so annoying. And they really are. And especially when they want to communicate something to you that's just deranged. And you're just like, I don't care. It's exhausting. And it's like... What would you say, like, to you is the kind of the worst, shittiest thing that, like, makes you feel like he sucks? That he, like, talks about in the book. It's what he leaves out. Mm. I always, when you read books uh, by straight men in particular, and the Eric Clapton memoir is a great example of a book where he completely glosses over the harm that he's done to women. That's, like, straight emotional abuse, luring people in, dropping them, cheating on them. And then you read read Patty Boyd's book, which is one of my favorite celebrity memoirs of all time. You know, that was George Harrison's wife, and then she leaves him for Eric Clapton. And it's always just a joke. Like he's cheating on her on the honeymoon and just being so awful. And there's such completely different stories. And I know that's what men are like, but (laughs) what Hunter just glides over what he's done to these women. And you see it in the emails. I don't know. Men need to do better. I haven't read Kerouac. I imagine this is sort of Kerouac inspired. Oh, wait, you're talking about the Bukowski quote at the beginning? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, but like, and it's some basic straight dude. No, I know. I was like, okay, this is what we're getting. Of course he has the Bukowski quote. Of course he just has this like really just like man on the open road, Kerouac BS, just like this. It's a childish like high school guy idea of like what it means to be a fucking cool man. Well, and I was like, it's so funny of like, how he wants to be Kerouac, but it's just kind of this weird Gen X version where he's doing this road trip stuff, but then he's like, yeah, man, and then Coldplay played my favorite song. And it's kind of this, like, modern-day Kerouac, but, like, blasting just, like, Coldplay in his Jeep rental. Wait, Coldplay played it his, at Bo's funeral, yeah, right? Yeah, Bo's funeral. And Wait, he... Bo also was a big fan of The New Radicals. Oh, yes. Which I kind of a... died at when yeah, he was, like, that was that the song, song he, like, listened to all the time. <laughs> these people in these families, and I know a few you personally just from real American dynasties and you lure them with the glamour that you have then you punish them for then liking you because you're the so-and-so and not you know I mean? it's always this push and pull yeah. and it's this weird infantilized closed system no I mean and it does feel that way where it's like you know Joe Biden is the like the patriarch of the family and it's all like daddy, well, d- daddy I mean, and mommy and it's like still it's still they have this like brotherly thing and that's it, what I couldn't take of the, like I was like you actually are a little t- I know your dad like quote unquote saved you but I was like can you stop being so in love with your dad for two seconds? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is, as we know, (laughs) Joe Biden is, well, okay, I guess I'll tell my story. So I have met Joe Biden once on Nantucket, which does figure in this book uh, several times. And we met on the street on Main Street and everyone was like, oh my God, there's Joe Biden. This is when he was vice president. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, maybe it was literally the time he's talking about when he was just like on the camped phone. With, up and they're, camped oh, wait, up. Oh, when he's oh, wait, on the phone with Hillary. with Hillary just being like, Axelrod is in her ear. He's like trying to get us to like, like uh, draw down our troops in and Iraq. And she, of course, is like, let's up them. <laughs> yeah. And Hillary is just being such a hawk and is being like, more we need troops. more boots on the ground. <laughs> and like Hunter and Bo are just like at the living room at the rented Nantucket mansion, just being like, daddy, like, what are you going to do? And, and Just like, stand your ground, daddy. Stand your ground, daddy. And then Biden convinces Obama to, in his classic Obama way, do both. And he's just like, temporarily increases troops, but then announces a drawdown. And it's just like, and this is why people called him the ditherer in chief. But anyway, I met Biden on the street and he did put his hand on the small of my back. And it was in a very sort of, you know, he was, well, there was a lot of talk about his touchiness on the campaign trail. And they're a touchy family. And the way he talks about them, but he's always been like, and then my dad kissed me and I kissed him and we hugged him. They're we always kissing. There's a ton of familial kissing. I've heard a similar story, but from a female celebrity that Joe Biden touched the small of her back as well. Wait, is that's it, like his who move? I think it is? Yeah, the celebrity that you're often interacting with. Yes. Okay. 
<laughs> so that's like his move, I guess. <laughs> the back. Well, I think it's really loving and it's like really nice. Not the touching of the smaller backs, but the love in the close knit family. I, I just I do think these people are total weirdos. Joe Biden must be like the weirdest of the weird. Yeah. To be at his level and doing what he's doing. I think um I loved that particular scene and I think that's probably the kind of thing that got cut more. Like because Hunter Biden is you notice that he's never in the White House. And he puts it at the top of the hmm. book. He's like, oh, you know. I don't like being there, but it's like, yo, this guy has been on crack in the White House for sure. God knows how many times he's been high. Right. And they he's been around didn't... Kamala Harris. Kamala's not mentioned once. <laughs> they, yeah. you know, this, this thing was swept. It's like, yeah, Hunter can write about being in the hotels in California with the Samoan American guys. He can write about being in the desert with the owl, but he can't write about anything. And that scene um, with where he's in Nantucket and Joe Biden is, is doing the, the calls about the crisis. Um, is the closest that we get to like, this is the guy in this heightened video game life who also has been around so much, but none of it's in here. He can't. Uh, it's, that's so true. And of course, right. they're just trying to make it seem like he's never really interacted with the White House circle. And it's just like, right. I'm sure he's literally been shaking. <laughs> no, I was like shaking, meeting Kamala. This guy, Kamala. This guy has Kamala. been foaming at the mouth, especially with his eye, his, his, he is cinematic. And like, I get it. You know, I used to, you know, do the drug thing at like Condé Nast. And there are like vivid things when I, you know, be in the elevator with Anna Winter before Anna Winter was like played out. Like it was a big deal to be fucking like I would be foaming at the mouth next to her and be like 24, like one of my shoes falling off. And that stuff is very interesting now, to me. Can I ask what was what was your drug of choice when you were in that phase? Adderall. But uh, so, so much Like people ask me, how many did you take a day? I'm like, well, it doesn't matter because the days all melt into each other. Whoa. Um, it's just insane. So you'd be like insane rattling just like in your bones. I went to a four psychiatrists a month for... To get enough supply. I would take... I mean, I just took so much. It was crazy. I was obsessed with it. So in a lot of ways, I relate to this because stimulants make you do crazy things and there's part of it before he's smoking crack when he's just an alcoholic phase where he's in the dc apartment it's just so depressing and he's so right. sick when he's living with um the homeless woman raya raya bicycles oh does that yeah I, no before that i liked that i kind of if i had been the editor i would have kind of want to put that homeless woman chapter at the top i liked wait. i loved that like buddy it was like a buddy no, comedy that's like odd couple i like and he's like she's this frail but 80 like, pounds soaking yeah. wet she would yell at me for spilling the vodka on the carpet and she's watching all these true crime documentaries like in his bed on the and laptop he's like, and he's oh, on the I couch just like looking for crumbs of crack in the carpet and like accidentally smoking carpet and drinking vodka no and of course the lifetime like watcher in me he was like and I can't save her and one day I hope I have the strength to like go and save her and I was just like go back for her like get her help Hunter Biden's not saving anyone yeah but it's like obviously no disrespect this is real addiction <laughs> right it's just like he's not now yeah, that he's I mean, he he's can not finding bicycles himself. only melissa can yeah M melissa yeah. his south african <laughs> savior <laughs> it was his new wife. so bad that where it all of a sudden it's like and this and that i was in the crack binge and then melissa i was like oh, wah, wah. i mean it's and so they, ridiculous and they get matching shalom Sh tattoos oh. on their wrists do you think but i just want to say i'm not trashing the book i liked the book it is but it's i like it for what it is sorry I, you're i mean you're dead right it's like everything that he leaves out is probably what was most painful for everyone in his life. I mean, and he kind of referenced a little bit and you can tell he's like, when they try the intervention at just like whatever the Biden like compound is in Delaware. And he's like, fuck and, like, you, dad. All his daughters are there and just like everyone else in the family there and he's just like being such an asshole. It's fuck you. It's just like vaguely referenced a little bit. You really don't get a sense of how awful it must have been. Well, and I think you see and that how it, much of an he was probably an insane asshole. His daughters didn't have a father. Here's the thing, though. There's all different levels to this. And addicts do get away with a lot of stuff. They get to act like babies. They get to act insane. They could even the thing, even the, with the fucking Ukraine, any of this, the Biden administration, anybody and, and Hunter can always be like, oh, he was an addict. Like, that's why he did all of that. And there are. I mean, levels, luckily, he did. Um, it doesn't seem like anyone else got killed or hurt by him he no, like, didn't, luckily didn't get like any Caitlyn, you know what I mean? there's no caitlin there's jenner, no caitlin jenner and she wasn't on crack when she killed no someone. she was just sober neither was, <laughs> neither was brandy 
This episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms. Achy back, headache, runny nose, itchy eye, wart on my genitals. So let me guess, you stumbled down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. (laughs) There are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, get the doc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more doctor roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com slash book club and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. Okay, I just want to read this passage. This is on page four of the book. So this is, to me, this is very indicative of the tone he is trying to set in the book. I've served on the board of directors at Amtrak, appointed by Republican President George W. Bush. As part of my voluntary position for the WFP, I traveled to refugee camps in areas devastated by natural disaster around the globe. Syria, Kenya, the Philippines. I've sat with traumatized families inside homes fashioned out of aluminum shipping containers, then briefed members of Congress. Before that, I lobbied for Jesuit universities. I helped secure funding for mobile dental clinics in underserved Detroit, after-school training programs for teachers in low-income neighborhoods of Philadelphia, and a mental health facility for underprivileged and disabled veterans in Cincinnati. My point? I've done serious work for serious people. It's like, you helped secure funding for a dental clinic. Okay, obsessed. But it's just like, okay, like... you volunteered for Amtrak. I mean, that whole family and their Amtrak Well, that's what happens in Delaware. You're in the the Acela Corridor. Their whole thing is And then get to D.C. quickly. But it's just like, it's like, my point, my point is that I've actually had jobs. It's like, yeah, I, I, you had jobs. Like, okay. Like, fair. Like, everyone has jobs. Like, your jobs were at, like, offices that were, like, politically connected because, like, your dad's a senator and, like, that's the world you grew up in. And like, but then he has to like when he talks about their childhood, he like needs to prove for like Biden's America that he's like, we were actually staunchly middle class and I didn't grow up like in the White House. But then he'll talk about being in a sauna with just wait, like, OK, the all sauna these senators. I was obsessed with when he's in the, the Senate sauna building with like so many like old with, like, Alabama, and, like, and, like, Ted like, Kennedy, <laughs> a young Ted Kennedy walked yum, in. Yum, okay, yum. Here's my question. Did you think that everyone was fully nude in that sauna or were they towel wrapped around it was towel wide wide leg stance like you've got like what it like what's his name that who's the guy bird sent like from um, west virginia who was just like 97 years old like walking in his ass is like at his ankles balls to the ground you could to the absolute floor. I swear to God, Wait, I don't you, remember okay, that. Obviously, this is the part that yeah, would, had to... the biggest impression on me was the sauna of all the senators. It's just weird because he spent so much time He actually the references sauna. the sauna again later. Well, at the end, he does. He's like, talk about a boy who went into a Senate sauna and people said, hey, boys. <laughs> I swear to God, I must have missed like three pages or something where I picked up again. But I, I did read this book into the night one time. And like when I was like, I mean, my, no, my gay eye can open a book and find the word sauna within 30 seconds just by like flipping through the pages. I, I did hilarious. make me feel because obviously like there is the Biden and I, I would say like McCain, that sort of 
of like stripe of well, politician. Of course, Cindy McCain Cindy loves McCain. Joe. She loves Joe. Like there is this incredible nostalgia for a time when, you know, of bipartisan cooperation before the Trumps, before before the MSNBCs, before all the vitriol, when when old guys could you just work together, work together, get in a sauna, light up a cigar right. in a sauna with their balls on the floor and just be like, well, Mac, are we going to hammer out this immigration deal or what? But it's like all these people were still like awful people. And he's like, remember when awful politicians could argue with other awful politicians and come to an agreement? And they could yeah. get something I mean, done. Yeah. But By- yeah, but it's like, you know, was that was that was the sense that our politicians were working together? Was the sense that they were slapping each other's balls in the sauna? Did that give America a, a greater sense of comfort? I think so. I think it did. Because it's like either way. What are they really doing? White men being nude together. It's like rich white men. It's like some Ivy League club. Every time you walk by like a Yale club and you smell the chlorine, you're like, people are fucking swimming in there. (laughs) I wish Hunter Biden would become an exercise addict. I feel like if he stays in L.A. So this book is similar to mine. Do you go to L.A. at the end? (laughs) No, but you get to the end and it's so skinny, the, the amount of pages left. When he's still just like deep into using drugs, you're like, okay, there's no way he does any like meaningful recovery. And I like that because I think that's a realistic portrayal. of Right. It's not a come to God. I was on a mountain doing yoga. And that's when I realized like everybody's story is different. And yet there's this trope with these stupid books where it's like it has to be the same. And you have to be like likable and you do it like a robot. I mean, I did. I was writing my book being like, am I? But I was better. So that's why I do believe him when he says that he's better now because... It doesn't mean he's not going to get worse again, but I choose to accept that this person came into his life and made a difference, that he's doing other things now, the painting, whatever's in the newspaper. I don't think that doesn't mean that he's not going to get bad again. But as someone who's improved drastically and changed my life totally without full sobriety and without 12 step, I give people more credit than others might who are like, oh, he didn't get sober, but I would love for him to become like an exercise addict because I addicts can do really well getting hooked on that shit. You know, that's I have, changes well, that's well. probably what I like. I am not an addict. Like I've never, my experience with drugs has always been that I've um, been able to not do them if I don't want to. And I could like stop smoking cigarettes or stop, do, you know, smoking weed um, or like say no to another line. Like if I feel like it. And so I've never felt like what people describe addiction to be like. But what I do relate to is the obsessiveness. And like, I can get very obsessive about something and be very stubborn about something. And so, yeah, I think that like, I I see that coming up and when he's talking about it just being like and I just like had to do this thing and then I was just like well I'm gonna sit in my car and like smoke 18 other bowls there's like there's a panic element of it that I totally relate to and just like once you get an idea in your head you're like well now I'm gonna become obsessed with this thing and I'm gonna do this thing and I'm gonna drive to Nashville and like do crack for four days and then I'm gonna get on a plane and then I'm gonna drive to another hotel and then I'm gonna like sit in this hotel for like four weeks and just this like weird like you know very like internal facing obsession well that's what I wondered is Melissa his new obsession obsession was what what cat was what helped you sort of move out of your addiction was there a person was it love or no was and was it a south african okay no (laughs) but i would love to go to south africa i really think that the only thing that helped me was time day after day adding up where i felt better and better like didn't take Adderall for one year, for two years. I was like, oh my God, this is so much better. And that's the only thing. And that's selfish on my part. Like I never wanted to fix it for anybody else, for anything else. Mm -hmm. But but Mm -hmm. you're going to die. You're a mess. You're not that. Get it? Like, you know, nothing. It was only when I felt better because people just want to be comfortable or they want to have energy. When I was like, oh, I have more energy now. Now I'm like, I'm not doing that. Like I would never, you know, when you, when you don't like smoking weed, cause it makes you yeah. tired. If you're that t- type of person, maybe you guys smoke weed. I'm the person who doesn't smoke weed. It's like that. Now I realize Adderall makes me tired, even though it's supposed to speed me up. Okay. And now I just protect everything. Very selfish. It is. But then everyone's like, oh, you're doing so great. I'm like, actually, I'm just like, I mean, that's what happened to me with both cigarettes and weed where I, I stopped smoking them as sort of a trial with myself. And I felt, some, remember when we was like, I'm not going to smoke till we go to Fire Island that time we rented a house in Fire Island like two summers yeah. ago. And then I like spent a whole six weeks not smoking cigarettes and was just like, I have so much more energy and I can walk upstairs without dying. And I was just like, well, I'm going to keep doing this now. And it wasn't because I was like, I mean, cigarettes don't necessarily like, hurt the people you love in the same way, but well, like, but in long term, <laughs> long term. I mean, also yes. it can smell, and sometimes yeah. you're like, okay, you smell like cigarettes or whatever. Your coat, your clothes smell, which can be an issue. 
But yeah, in the same way, it was like, it was a very selfish come to Jesus moment. I was not like, oh, I have to for my health. That's the only thing that works. And it's, you know, this this guy in this book so deep in the addiction um, and he's not even nice about it. And these moments, I don't know if it's the ghost editor, the ghost writer, whomever it is. Like I, if, if I had been working on this book, I've done some ghost editing work. I would have stopped the narration in places and really made Hunter go deeper into smaller moments, waking up. Like he says he doesn't sleep, but of course he must. Like, what mm. is it to wake up? Describe, you know, just a little bit more. This it's, It does seem quite rushed, but that's yeah. why. Because I like those parts where he's talking about doing drugs and like, the, you know, there it would be quite evocative and like, quite like, oh, wow. And he's like, when he's talking about, um, God, I should find some passage, but he's like, the, the, Sometimes when the, he's the, like the, drinking for 14 fact. days, hasn't eaten, hasn't even drank water. And you're kind of like, what's the way that the like the crack pipe feels like when you first had that hit. And it's like that banger rush and just like everything feels incredible. And you're just like alive and like kind of sounded like Coke a little bit. I mean, I guess cocaine it is, is, co- it is coke. It's made from Coke. It's made from coke. <laughs> yeah, and again, people, whenever you write an addiction book, and I'm guilty of this too, people give you so much credit mm. for being mm-hmm. honest about the addiction that what they what you don't realize is how incredible incredibly easy that is because you're validated so much for and everyone's just like great job but it's it's so it's all behavior it's all crazy behavior and because it's chemically induced it's like you can say anything you can just it's just so easy to talk about this stuff and write about it and it's not hard because somehow it isn't you and people know that it's your addiction and so it's actually a really impersonal thing that you Mm. get lauded for being so honest by talking about in the meantime like I, I don't write about my personal life. That's the really vulnerable stuff. That's the well, it's more stuff. presence than the Kerouac and, look back. And he references a little bit. I mean, let's talk about. So he famously has an affair with his brother who died of brain cancer's is, wife. And they're grieving together. Yeah. And you actually do get, I mean, it's very the L Word season so three. Laura and Alice. Laura and Alice, like grieving over Dana together. And then they start I don't dating. Know if you ever watched the L Word cat? I don't know about it. And that's okay. fine. Okay, that's and like, we'll send you the episode anyway. and we'll put it on our show page but right just but, the best friend and the, best, the lover the best friend the and the fallen. lover and in, in this case the brother and the lover like you know they are the only people who really get what each other's going through and you know it and makes a lot of sense makes a lot of sense it's incredibly isolating to lose someone you're that close to but when he tells the part about how Kathleen finds out because he's like some old iPad somewhere must have oh been connected god. and she saw the text messages come through it's just like oh my god imagine your estranged husband you find out that he is fucking his dead brother's you're wife. fully have these three kids and that like, he like won't call that he won't even call that he's like abandoned in favor of his addiction and it's like Oh You're my charging god! Charging up the iPad to watch Scandal in bed, right? And and then you see these texts come through. Oh, by the from way, Holly I mean that... from Bo's wife being just like, "When are you coming over?" And just like your underwear is here, and just like yeah, I don't know. I liked this book. We're maybe just only saying negative, negative, negative. I would like to say three things quickly that I liked. I love that. I love okay. that. Yeah. This well, is we'll very Kardashian. Rose ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. Like. No, no, because you, things are put out just to be torn apart. The thing, okay, like I said, this is a beach read. This is a book you can literally take anywhere. You can read it waiting for your COVID test, like in a line with a million distractions. So easy to read. It's as juicy as like chiclet. Yeah. And then two, I like it as a pop mm. culture document. This is a wild book, no matter all the things that we're analyzing here. The fact that we have so much to say, it's a wild that it exists with a sitting president. And three, I think it's very cinematic. There's a lot of, I I hope it gets turned into something else. And I hope that Hunter leans into his artistic side more. Though I am disappointed that he's not going to be running around in the art world over here. Sorry to burst your bubble. Give it time. I I mean, it sounds sounds like he's painting from morn till night. Yeah, he's super hit. When Melissa makes us lunch. Melissa makes him lunch and he makes the coffee and the house is full of paintings over there in LA. I think that's exactly what you said. It's like, yes, we're like roasting parts of this book or kind of taking stuff down. But the reason why we can do that is because this is like a full... Right. No, it's a full movie, and I totally agree. I mean, it's in the Porsche. I, owls are guiding us. I will say this book. I actually liked. In some ways, I related to this book more than any book we've read since Agassi. Because I think I relate to these like you obs- love these troubled, these troubled men. obsessive men who are just like weird and just like kind of like immature and just like push everyone around them away. Mm. Um, and I, but the part when they go, okay, so he goes to a Barisma 
board meeting in Monte Carlo and he brings his daughter and it sounded literally like that, like my favorite Mandy Moore movie of all time um, where she's the president's daughter, Chasing Liberty. Yes. And it's like, and he's like, so I was in Monte Carlo. Wait, where is this part? Okay. Um, so he, okay, first of all, he talks about being at this board meeting and like telling off these old men about what he really thought about Brexit and he made that big mistake because like he was right about Brexit and it's just like, okay, you're really making yourself look so good here trying to say that you're this badass like punk son from America who's telling these old fuddy-duddy who don't get it don't get what's coming Europeans for you that they, they don't know that Brexit's about to hit like a fucking bomb in their perfect little economic forum world it's like okay A calm down and he's like the discussion quickly turned combative then bordered on ugly I spotted Naomi squirming in the audience this is his daughter I got through it but reached for a couple of drinks afterwards that night well Naomi went off with Zlovchevsky's daughter that, that was Sorry. almost my favorite line of the no, book no, no. I'm like can we please get back um, it up camera pan to what Naomi so, and Slovchevsky's daughter is the head was. of Burisma, who he has described previously as having no neck, as just being this like massive Ukrainian, just like bouncer who runs this natural gas company. And it's just like, I'm sorry, that their night in Monte Carlo CEO daughter, their night in Monte Carlo, literally what happened. Also, Naomi's like, yeah, my dad's a fucking mess. We can literally do whatever no, we I'm want. No, I'm sure she took the card. She was like, no, literally, he won't even notice. Yes. We can charge whatever the <laughs> fuck we want. And they're just going to like Louis Vuitton. On like Fendi, how, how, and they're like buying so much. They're like, I'm sure they're railing lines, like because he's railing lines and not even know his daughter is. I would love more on his lesbian daughter Maisie, but that's kind of not. She's not the star of the book. No, but we'll he get, says we'll she's she loves end. adventure though. No, I love that part. I was just like, I bet <laughs> yeah, she I does. Bet she does. <laughs> she's a real tomboy, <laughs> wearing Air Force Ones to the inauguration. <laughs> Badass. Look, these are glamorous people. Yes. This is a glamorous yeah. world. This is a heightened, elevated thing. And like, this book isn't faking out on it. Like, if anything, all of these people are annoying. The Trumps are annoying. These political family, it doesn't matter because they all get gas. They're all, you know, they lean in to the shallow stuff. And if they didn't, it would seem kind of phony. So at least I mean, this it, is like a real person. I guess the I other mean, reason why I like it is of him being real. It's like, it's even though they, he didn't get so Christian, which it could, it could have been like a little bit like less detailed and a little more like God save me. And I was, yeah, I'm sure every other Biden, I mean, I'm sure if Bo Biden wrote a book, may he rest in power. Mm-hmm. Like it would be incredibly boring. You know, I, I, this guy is a fucking Bernie Stinellis character. Uh, and Wait, have you seen the nudes? Uh-huh. Have, you have. <laughs> like the, the, the fondling at the computer. I mean, it's very strange. Um, the the ones where he's in the hotel the room? The sex and... Yeah, he's like, it's it's actually wild to see on, on the screen because that is what a man looks like on drugs in a situation. Like, people have written these things a million times. It's just crazy to actually see photos. Because he's got the bags on the eyes he's caught kind of a punch but he's also still gaunt it's like that yeah. weird combo yeah it's like it's lame it's and he's i mean whatever and his spray tan as he's been his spray tan on the back on the inside jacket is like not a color found in nature that is not a golf course tan that you usually get from photographs no. of rich people it's, this is it's, it's too tan. orange and his hair definitely he's dyed if he was uh well would you like if he approached you at a yeah. hotel or a so chic, let's say a gallery a hotel or gallery I would go hang out with him, I'm sure. But <laughs> would you huck up? I've been su- I've been sucked in by guys like this before. I mean, maybe for the story, Same. but you, the <laughs> no. important thing is not to get right. lured go down the path. Like some some guy like this is sucking the women in, and then with no intention of not hurting them. Like he's obviously also like addicted to like, and there's inherent misogyny and sexism. I don't care how woke you are from your liberal family. Like if you're treating women like shit, there's something much bigger that needs to go down uh, for all men. Well, you can tell when he doesn't reference his sister and is always like, it's going to be us three, me, Bo, and Joe, and we're going to ride our motorcycles up the California coast. Even the way he talks about Hallie or, you know, Bo's wife, he's he's always just like, she was like kind of hanging around and like, I never really got like why like they were into her. Like she seemed kind of like random, but then like she and Kathleen were friends, I guess. It's like she's this peripheral figure and he just kind of only sees her like vaguely interacting with other 
other family members. And then he's like, but we were both sad. And no, he was like, like Kathleen and her weren't even friends. And Bo told Hallie on the night of their oh, wedding wait, that day. Was insane. I think it sounded like really tense between them. It sounded super tense. And then Bo was like, actually, um, you need to be friends with Kathleen because uh, Hunter is my best friend. And it was just like the oh. wives like had to like work together to, like to make sure that it didn't interfere with the brother's friendship. I mean, I'm sure this guy, he has women thrown at him all like are, everybody it's a president's son and he's had that his entire life or senator's son or whatever it's it's a it goes back to the masculine the the spa in the, with the kennedy or whomever the sauna. Yeah. or it was i don't yeah, think it was a full like, service spa <laughs> man shit <laughs> in the spa i'm saying like he needs to grow up there's something sexist about this book I don't know. yeah <laughs> but i do wish his new south african wife the best and their new baby i guess yeah i absolutely wish them the full best Segment boots. What does she wait? What does she wear? How How does does she she live? Um, okay, so randomly, we did have some technical difficulties with our guest. And we want to be super transparent with our listeners because we love you. Yeah, um, and we don't want you to think that we're trying to pull the wool over your eyes because that's not what our politics are about. Put the blanket under your seat. Much, put, pull the rug under your ass, you yes. know? No, no, no. Much like Hunter Biden, we we share even the, the, the stuff that is hard. Details. And that includes the fact that there was medical difficulties that um, corrupted Kat Marnell's audio for just the last part where we sort of did say goodbye and thank you and really show our audience that we respect our guests and that we are grateful for them, but also show our guests that. And show each other that. Yeah. That respect. That by circle being of gratitude continues. Yes. And so I would just like to formally state thank you so much, Cameron Hill, for coming on the show. Um, I would also like to, just to piggyback on that thought, yeah. um, that was so much fun, Kat. Are you there, Kat? Yeah. If you're Can out you there in Radio me? Land, please know that we do thank you and adore and that's you. And the thing about podcasts, okay? No, it's a wild ride. You never know who you were getting. Like, you got Zoom. You got mics. You got USBs. You got Ableton. <laughs> it's a fucking circus and everything has to go right. And sometimes it doesn't. And that's live podcasts for you. <laughs> when it, it, Live podcasts that are recorded three weeks before release. Yeah, well... Well, now you're revealing our lead time. But again, I thought we were being honest. No, actually, no, transparency. Okay. So thank you, Kat. You guys, y'all buy her book. It's called How to Murder Your Life. And please also do subscribe to her Patreon, which is called Baby Shambles. And there's like, oh, a no, lot of it's travel beauty tips. Shambles. Beauty Shambles. Beauty Shambles. <laughs> oh, God Be- damn it, Lily. God damn it. It's okay. okay. It's okay. Again, we, make, we all make mistakes. Um, and Stupid. There are a lot of um, travel tips and makeup tips in there, um, if that's something you're interested in. Okay, now let's talk about the freaking so, segments. Hell yeah, segment stuff. Um, wow. Okay. What does she eat? What I does mean, she eat? I Can like, I? Yeah. Sorry. I. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is actually kind of the opposite. It's like opposite day. Um, this is something he doesn't eat. He doesn't like beer because, like, he's a vodka guy. Right. But, there's, like, but there are times when he says that he is downing a ton of beers. Like, when he's in high school well, yeah, and so he's just, like, a he got passage. a taste. Of, okay. So, right, he downs beer. But then this actually felt a little bit Jessica to me of the what what he does here um, lyrically. So In terms of the writing? Yeah. yeah. So, basically, he, like, <laughs> okay. relapses. He's married. He's had a bunch of Bloody Marys. Oh, wait. This is, oh, he's on the plane. Yeah. And, and so he orders so many Bloody Marys. Wait, yes. Can I just say, when oh, he said that, that made I was me just want like, a Bloody Mary. That made me want so. a Bloody Mary on a plane. There is nothing better than a Bloody Mary on a plane. And sometimes what I do, and you've maybe seen me do this on planes, yeah. I order Bloody Mary mix. If I don't want to get drunk on the plane, well, I order just Bloody Mary mix. That's actually a common thing for planes. I learned that by just being on a plane. You don't see people drink on the street bloody mary mix no and i don't know why because it's salty it's delicious but Although, you, i'll tell you why. always say that v8 takes years off your life because well, it's so salty which but is I've, I've also heard and this is such a bone app or like a triple a magazine thing mm-hmm. people say to drink tomato juice in the sky because it replenishes your like salt oh electrolytes and it's like gatorade yes. basically so Ele- that's why people do a v8 in the sky right i haven't had a bloody mary since we had that like awful disgusting brunch. Oh, at that brunch. I know what you're talking about. And we got those bacon bloody mar- this bacon like bloody marie. Yeah, yeah, and it was like 
It was the type of brunch one. It was like indoor cancel us, and well, now that's not cancelable. But right, I feel like it was just on the verge. It was canceling that, and it was a remind because I feel like anytime we have gone out to eat in the pandemic, Mm. it's been like let's go to a place like we know we love, and like you know, like what what food really is to us. Yeah, and this was like, (laughs) oh, this is a reminder of just like. Shitty overpriced. There's so many shitty overpriced restaurants in the world. Yeah, in the where world, no one's happy. It's like I know that like, none of the chefs are like love what they're making. Like the waiters are all like pissed. Like you're pissed. It's and like obviously brunch is the here. most like throwaway meal. It's over. That's where they make their money. It's overpriced. No, it's and... I mean sixty dollars for eggs. Come on. Right. So it was like I had the Hot most disgusting. For... <laughs> Fucking croque monsieur. Oh, we had that croque monsieur where the bread... It was bread, made out of, like, Arnold's weeded bread. It was bread. literally Arnold's seeded bread, and it was just, like, not even... The bread wasn't even toasted before they made it, so it was so Ugh. floppy and soggy. And then it was wet with all the cheese and the egg. It's, like, probably one of the worst meals I think I've had in my life. I don't know the name of it, but it's some restaurant in, French restaurant in, like, Brooklyn Heights. And you know I'm not here to cancel small businesses. No, and we passions. support our small businesses, and they are the lifeblood of the city. And thank you, Andrew Cuomo yeah. or Chuck Schumer. No, thank you, Chuck Schumer, first. Saving brunch for saving our screens. Literally. I told you this when I was um I was driving and I saw a Nighthawks marquee and it said, Thank you, Chuck Schumer. And I was kind of and you were shook. Like, oh? I was like, <laughs> Why? Did he save your screens? Really? I got, I thought because I know Klobuchar saved the stages. I, I just feel like she made a post about the stages. <laughs> okay. Did she really As a Clob stand, I think she was one Clob of the, mob over here. Clob Watch mob. Out. Pr- me and producer Meg are Clob mob. I know. And I think she like, because she's so like, I love. Hide your hot dishes. The Clob mob's <laughs> she, in town. Let's get back to the hunter. He's had a Bloody Mary and he doesn't like beer, but then he gets home. <sighs> then you think if I drink three of those big bottles of Chimay, an ale brewed by Trappist monks oh, in yeah. Belgium, that's 12% alcohol. I'll get a better buzz for about the same amount of liquid, but that's a lot of fluid to put down, and you'll still don't really like beer, no matter what kind of monk brews it. Why not just pick up the half pint of vodka? And it's like, he still has to be so, like, even though he doesn't like beer, he still has to be random craft beer dude about it. Shimeo's actually um, a brew by Trappist Monks. I have to say, though, this is him being so college, because I feel like I I think we all discovered that Buddhist beer. We all know what that beer he's talking about. (laughs) And we all, like, had... And drank that in college at a certain point because it was higher percentage and you could go to the deli like so, they don't have hard liquor I at, actually like, didn't I, oh you I, didn't go to school in New York, New York City, City but there were some places where you could that was the highest alcohol thing you okay, could get okay so you're at the deli and you so it, it's very college of him and he, obviously he's so frat and like so college and just like Bo was in a frat and like he like wasn't in a frat and he was like weird about it because he was just like yeah and like Bo obviously could like be in a frat and like I couldn't make friends so it was really hard for me because I was like so pathetic and I'm like obsessed with my dad and my brother and like so when I went to college at Georgetown I was always leaving to go hang with dad like at the senate sauna <laughs> oh I know like... and it's like he's being like all I he was he would be like oh my daddy my big daddy Joe Biden okay rebels. so we've covered that he doesn't drink beer <laughs> okay. I feel like that's so all we've great. gotten no. okay so, so far. what does he eat I mean definitely in this book he doesn't eat anything because he's just like a crackhead a crackhead and he's forgetting to eat and he's just like or he just gets like oh no oh she no no he actually there's likes... another reason why we're not addicts because like we're never like yes sometimes Sometimes I am being thin girl running around the city, but like we're still both just being like, okay, now it's time for a cheeseburger and fries and French onion soup and oysters. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Um, he actually he actually shares one of my super favorite snacks, smart food. He says, "Oh wait, we didn't talk about the fact that he sometimes." So he said he smoked smoked so much smart food cheddar because he would be (laughs) looking around for dust in the car. Okay, that I also related to because like, how many times have you smoked carpet when you're trying to pack a bowl? Oh no, or parmesan. Yes, and you're looking around for weed dust. That was very college where it was like, okay, you have one bowl left. I mean, obviously, I'm not addicted. Not obviously. Who knows? You don't. You don't know my life. I have not ever tried crack cocaine, but college. I was so resin. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, there was there's been times. You heat I mean, up the resin and then you pack all, the bowl. All and... throughout my 20s, I would say I oh, was. Oh, no. Are you okay? I just spilled a, I mean, talk about addicts. I just spilled a white claw. You just spilled a white claw? Yeah, I have to get. On my towel. overstock.com carpet? Yeah. What the I fuck, know, Lily? I'm getting paper towel. Wow, this really is the fucking Hunter Biden episode. This is a Fucking disaster. You've hurt everyone you love. <laughs> I 
I did it for did the pod. Did you the paper towel? I just got it. Oh, wait, okay. take my seltzer. Dab, dab, use the seltzer. I mean, also, White Claw is also seltzer. Okay, so it's, it's literally clear. clear. Okay, I don't know what I'm dabbing out right now. <laughs> I want to apologize to our listeners. I want to apologize to Stephen. I want to apologize to Prologue Projects and HeadGum. Thank you. Okay, anyway, now that you've like completely destroyed my sanctuary, thank you so much. So, what does he wear? Okay, so obviously he's like so blazer in jeans just all the time. He's like, yeah, he's a rumpled politician son. Like, he, I feel like he is. Do you think he's getting like a pair of paper denim and cloth, or maybe that reference is out of date now? But like, whatever, like the Levi's made and crafted yes. at like Bloomingdale's or at Bergdorf's, like once every. Like once a year, he has an annual denim trip. I think it's a once a year denim, but I bet he has a pair of jeans that that is probably like a paper denim or an acme that he's been rock like a sevens that he's been rocking for a while that he knows if he just puts those on. I mean, his style is very but stitch fix. It's, it's very those like or or like what's that other men's, one? Men's uh like, like men's tr- delivery trunk club, trunk club. A delivery it's, service. Let's say where it's this um camel leather bomber. Oh, aviators. Yeah. yeah. Well, like father, like, like son, son of he's course. got the aviators. And I think he's he's classic midnight blue suit mm-hmm. at an event. Again, aviators. Yeah. I mean, he looks he looks like presentable enough, and then he's like dashing off to the bathroom to like hit the crack pipe. Yeah, that's how he did it. Okay, but so how does he live? I just feel like he currently how does he live i think again it's like, Hills, like don't you think it's so he's like, upset. his whole thing is at the end of the book it's like love letter to Bo, basically like telling him about california and being like so i feel it's like it's classic place. california modern it looks like any it looks like fucking what's the dakota johnson's like 3.1 million dollar house it's got like not the one in the, the architectural digest tour yeah i'm thinking it's like funky with like a koi pond and like okay, green cabinets. no one's as funky as dakota johnson's it's not i'm just saying digest. it's like elevated that forest green fucking stove that I get sponsored ads for sometimes. Okay. I think um I think Hunter Biden's house is a little more centrist than you're thinking. I, I <laughs> um unlike Dakota Johnson's communist travel. Friend of the pod, um Eva, she has a navy blue couch that she refers to as her centrist couch. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, like deep, like Democrat blue. Yeah, deep, dem blue couches. And I wonder if his couch is is more Nancy Meyer. And I feel like his wife, he's oh, letting her is. do some funky South African things. What is funky South African? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I watched, I, I did see. Okay, so you're thinking I, it's Nancy Meyer. It's like all white, white couches, like white, like white island, like Right, but maybe there's something a little Mediterranean. I don't know. I did see, and this is, maybe this is cheating. I remember I did see some video about him painting in his studio with like Jenna Bush Hager. Some like Zoom. <laughs> some Zoom, like some like presidential yeah, daughter Zoom. Yeah, it just Zoom. like, it seemed a little, I don't know, the house seemed a little bit small. I'll say that. It wasn't Ella so... Emhoff is late to the Zoom. She's coming <laughs> in on her phone. <laughs> She's at Variety. They're still making her latte. <laughs> it's five. <laughs> <laughs> She's just getting her day started. Getting, anyway, started. he was in his studio, and then he went to the kitchen. It was very, like... I can't believe he fully cheated, but go on. No. Well, this is pre the book. I'm just... That's like, I'm just, that's fine. This is just a straight-up memory, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, like, white, modern table. It honestly felt a little like, yeah, I'll, I'll say that. Like, okay. maybe he's paying off the taxes and all those pen... All of his kids go to Penn. It's like... No, I know. I mean, he's literally got, like, so much education, dad or whatever. And it's yeah. like... I just, like... I feel like his style... Lease vibes. His both, He's very lease. Like, leasing a car. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, as you know, it loses value the second you drive it off the lot. I just convinced someone to lease. I think, though, his style is very... Oh, wait. I'm... <laughs> um, is, like, it's kind of dictated by his addiction. Like, it's dictated by hotels it's like he has but he does have like normal like upper middle class east coast taste where he just wants to stay so, at I mean, like centrus blue couch centrus blue couch but his hotel taste is a little bit cheaper where it's more like he wants to stay at the standard instead of staying at the conrad you know what i mean 
Mm. Like he's always staying at boutique hotels. He's yes. not staying like he's staying at boutique. He's at the fucking chateau. Like, no, he's not Ritz. Like that's Trump. That's right. why it's like he's staying. Like that's what I'm saying. He's Coldplay. He's staying at the Standard. Yeah. Okay, but this is the part that I thought was like so Molly's game, where he's talking about his time in hotels. An ant trail of dealers and their sidekicks rolled in and out day and night. They pulled up in late series Mercedes Benzes, decked out in oversized Raiders or Lakers jerseys and flashing fake Rolexes. Their stripper girlfriends invited their girlfriends who invited their boyfriends. They'd drink up the entire minibar, call room service for filet mignon, a bottle of Dom Perignon. One of the women even ordered an additional filet for her purse-sized dog. That purse-sized, the the steak for the dog. (laughs) When they finished, two or three days later, they'd walk out with the hotel's monogram towel and throw pillows and comforters and ashtrays, minimum wage bouncers with side businesses, drugs, girls, access to VIP rooms for tips. They now had a new hustle. Me. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's so Molly's that's game. That's the beginning of the movie. No, Here's the thing. Yes, like, no, that is how the movie should start. Yeah, yes. They had a new hustle. Me. Me. Like, and this is the movie where it's like actually not really about the Bo's death. You know what I mean? It like it's more like starting yeah, with like and it's like a little more yeah. Margot Robbie and yeah, it's Margot Robbie. I mean, I know this is the movie that's a feb a feb release. Oh, see, I think they would actually try to go for Oscar, and it would be December release. Well, I think the movie should be. That's what they they would try to make it so Tanya. Yes, but there's a version that's a little more rounders. It's a little more Molly's game. That's a Jan Fab. Jan Fab, and no one's seen it but us. <laughs> yeah. Um, who are you so in the? We're in the book? Book. I mean, as we discussed, you're Maisie, the lesbian yeah, I'm, I'm, daughter. I'm Hunter's daughter. Um, <laughs> and I'm always down for an adventure, and I just feel like, I feel like Maisie, like. Is Pister her dad, but at the same time, like, not too much? Well, it's kind of hard to tell what effect their dad's yeah. addiction had on them. And, like, I mean, okay, the thing about Kathleen, the name Kathleen is the most possibly 80s name ever. So it's like, so can anyone in Kathleen sounds pissed. Um, Do you know what I mean? I just, I need to correct you for one second. Sorry. You keep on saying waspy. Okay, they're like Catholic. They're, yeah, no, which I is, know they're which like which is so kind of wild because you know they're like it's like that was such a huge thing for Catholicism because like we haven't had a Catholic president since, since JFK yes. and now we have a Catholic president. Got it. Okay, sorry, but I just like when I think I guess Catholic I just like the mean, most Irish name. Yeah, it's like white tense. I just mean like tense East Coast, yes. Mid Atlantic boots, and like Kathleen is just like. Tense. Kathleen, yes, but it's more Irish to me. It's a little more like Kathleen, get down here. Yeah, that's true. I guess it's not. Kathleen's so, like more Irish. I guess when I it's say a little more kitchen, it's a little more lace curtain to me. It's than lace it, curtain. It yes. is. No, and, and sometimes I misuse the phrase waspy, and I should be talking about Connecticut women named Lydia, and I'm not. Thank I'm, you. No, I misuse the word waspy, but that's because I grew up in a crazy fun house, like raised by <laughs> someone a Catholic who was impersonated a wasp. Which is, that's the definition of lace curtain. Right. Because, like, my mom grew up Catholic, poor, and then she's pretending to be these East Coast Wops. So it's like, yes. Right. And that's why the shanty or kitchen sink would be like, oh, you think you're too good right. for us? You want to be a wasp? Right. Go for it. Yeah, right. no, have fun. <laughs> have fun. I know where you came from, Kathleen. I know where you came from. And my aunt's name, my lesbian aunt, is named Kathleen. Kathy. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like, it's a little more. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. Kitchen sink. So, so who are you in the book? Are you Bo's wife? Are you Haley? I'm Hallie, who's Hallie? just like not really discussed. Are you Melissa? The South African. I am I this like South African bitch who he meets. Well, the thing about her that I love and I just love this. This is actually what gave me so much hope is he met her at that like hotel called like the Jeremy or whatever in like by the pool. West they're Hollywood. like, you need to call our friend. And they're her at name the is most Melissa. like Bowery boutique hotel. And he, was, and he kept being like, and so then we went up to the fourth floor where the pool was, but then we went back down to the second floor where the lounge was. And like this random guy was like, you have to be this girl named Melissa. And I was like, I love meeting people in hotels. I love hotels. Like, yes. so, and I love, I've always wanted to be the girl who meets the guy at a hotel. So I did love that idea. But am I her? Like, I worry that I'm actually more Finnegan, the daughter who was just kind of annoying during election night and was kept telling, like, Biden how to change his speech. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to be? Like, you're a mix between actually not Melissa, but Melissa's friends who are like, you need to meet our friend Melissa, and you're by the pool at the whatever. I, I'm a Melissa's <laughs> friend who says you need to meet and Melissa. And you're like, no, because the whole thing was like, Melissa got dumped. So... 
They oh, like, and I'm being so like, my sad friend just got dumped. You, you need have to, to go her. out with her. And, you're like, and I'm oh trying to God. pawn her off on this actual crack at her. That's, I know. You're like, no, <laughs> I'm like no, a bad she, friend. Yeah, you're like, she needs like a rebound. Like, Hunter's like hot. Like, sorry, it's sexy. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, it's sexy. He's literally the president. So you're son. half that. And then you're also like Finnegan, who's like, Grandpa, no, like, you're stupid. <laughs> Change that line. <laughs> Uh, wow. Oh, well, well, we figured it out. Yeah. Detectives Lily and Steven did it again. Decoded another beautiful memoir. 2295. I honestly do give this book four out of five crack pipes. I, I literally, like, I actually, like, more so. And as I said at the top of this episode, like, I just felt like there was actual content here. I was like, you actually should have written a memoir. Like, you have a legitimate enough cause. And I, like, it was. It moved quickly enough that I was actually just like reading it. Like, it well, I also wanted to read it. Yeah, I wanted to read it, and like, and I did know about something because it's like, oh, I, I wanted him to talk about fucking his dead Burisma, brother's wife. Yeah. I wanted to talk about Burisma. Like, I wanted to get there, and he got there. I also give this um, four out of five um, chore boys. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know if you read it. You'll know if you read it. But yeah, that's the thing. It's like. I actually had reason to, because now I'm addicted to Total Bellas, um, mm. turn off Total Bellas. And I was like, well, because I need to give the chapter about the dead brother's wife. You know, it's like I was right. You're looking forward to things. It rolled along. He kept me interested. I also fully like cried um, in the beginning and had to stop reading. I I was kind of a, a puddle at the end. And I was just like, because it, yeah, it just had some nice symmetry. I mean, yeah, whoever wrote this book with him slash for him did a good job so so congrats to you congrats to whoever the ghostwriter is um well our next book is is johnny cochran oh my god i like that we're sort of sticking in politics but going down a different because hunter obviously went to law school as well right and not quite as accomplished no (laughs) johnny cochran um and his book journey to justice if the glove don't fit you must acquit Thank you for listening. You know the drill. You know the drill. Like, follow, subscribe. And I, we say this every week, but like, if I'm Literally sorry, story us. Literally story. No, I'm sorry. If you're listening to this podcast and you like it, like, you actually should be posting. You should be reviewing. Oh, yeah. We're Hi. calling you now our club kids. We're calling you the club kids because you're fabulous. You're downtown and you like going out and you like Slurdy Book Club. So listen up, club kids. And everyone has reviewed, obviously. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much for reviewing and you are angels on absolute angels and but everyone of biden's god i just know because like i see how many reviews there are and i know that we have more listeners than that so i know that some of you are listening and not reviewing and that's actually like we're giving you something for free so maybe you could actually give us something a little bit of your time other than that like obsessed other than that obviously no we're not this isn't an abusive relationship (laughs) and we're obsessed with you and we love you we love you so much our club kids um, and we can't wait to see you once this crazy, crazy year, year is, is over. over see you in person, ah! Elias, and we will get back. Sorry, I'm going to be totally awkward. Yeah, uh, re-entry boots. Uh, I need to go to socialization school. Uh, where's oh, Emily so... Post when you need her? <laughs> Dear Ann Landers. Okay. Um, <laughs> ciao. Best. Best. <laughs> Celebrity Book Club is presented by Prologue Projects and HeadGum. The show is produced by Meg Benane with editorial support from Leon Nafak, Andrew Parsons, and Medlin Kaplan. All production manager is Percy Villain. Engineering by Ferris Monchi. Original theme song by Stephen Phillips Horst. Artwork by Teddy Blanks at Chips NY. Follow us on Twitter at CBC The Pod. Subscribe on your favourite podcast app. And leave us a review. And don't forget to tell your friends about us when you say them in real life. That was a HeadGum Podcast. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies to steal a moment for yourself before the week ahead. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.